Go ahead and record. All right, welcome all. I'm Dana Kubal. This is a, actually episode two of the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. And today we have Clayton Snyder. Clayton, thank you for joining us. And we're actually going to get started right away today. So and let me get my first question here for Clayton. All right, Clayton. So question one, what has your writing journey been like? Please tell us a little bit about your background. And yeah, we'll start from there. Okay. Uh, background. I, I don't really have a background in writing. <laughs> Um, well, why do you write then? <laughs> Maybe that's a better question. Why, what makes okay, you write? I, I, I just, I love to tell stories. Um, you know, and it, it's a lot of times it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I, I grew up <clears throat> loving uh, role-playing games. Um, you know, I played everything from D&D to Riffs. Uh, so I, I, I really enjoyed all that. And, and I think at some point I just decided I wanted to tell stories. Um, you know, my, my favorite authors were Stephen King and Rogers Lozny and, and so on. And, and I thought, well, I want to, I want to do this too. So uh, that's where I started. You definitely tell, at least for me, for River of Thieves, that Stephen King, you know, like those guys, you know, were very influential, at least it seems. Um, because I feel like Stephen King has very unique ideas like you do. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and then for the second one, I'm curious for like your writing process. So I'm a huge fan of River of Thieves. I'm about halfway done right now. Um, like I was saying to you earlier before we started, I'm really mad that school has stopped my reading progress uh, for your book and another god, like Christopher Brenning, um, The Hellborn King, which I've been plugging on Twitter. They're both fabulous. So I guess I was just curious at like, how did you come up with that idea or really your idea for Demons, Inc.? Uh, that just, they both are really unique. And really not, I feel like your typical everyday, you know, stories in both of these genres. And I was kind of curious at how you came up with those ideas. Yeah. So um, let's start with River of Thieves. Uh, that's, that's the easier one. Um, River of Thieves, I, I actually started as a short story and I tried to sell it to uh, Fantasy and Sci-Fi Magazine. Mm. And uh, Charles Finley there, um, the editor, had, had read it. And he, he said he enjoyed it, but it needed to be longer. It needed to be something more. And I thought, okay, well, I can do this. And uh, <clears throat> it was really my, my first attempt at a full length book. Okay. Uh, so it's not, it's, it's more, the way it came out is more of three vignettes that are tied together than it is a, a, a whole narrative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, that's how it started. It was a, it was a short story. Somebody said, Hey, this, this needs to be longer. And, and I, did my best to make it longer because I, I kind of fell into the characters in the world and was really enjoying them. Uh, Demons Inc. was very similar. I had written a short story for a anthology, um, yeah, Dark Ends anthology that that uh, it was myself, Angela Board, Crystal Matar, um, Dave Willis Croft, and uh, Luke Tarzian, and uh, oh, cool my story was savages which is pretty much the beginning of demons inc mm. um and the more that uh my co-authors read it the more they kind of pushed that oh this should be a full book this should be a full book so uh that's kind of where that went so <laughs> a lot of my stuff starts out as a short and then it, it gets expanded because people want more and more and more yeah so, yeah <clears throat> yeah I, I mean uh i know uh i'll put the obviously river of thieves link in there um uh, Amazon or whatever else that, you know, 
uh, you want later on. But I definitely want people to take a look at that one because I really struggled to read during, like after the pandemic. During the pandemic, I read a lot. And maybe I think it's because, I don't know if I told you, but I am writing a thieves book myself. And maybe, and I think I've always really liked that genre. Um, you know, like Forgotten Realms had some very interesting, you know, Thieves is a big deal in Forgotten Realms. Uh, and especially I feel like, uh, you know, 3.5 for Dungeons and Dragons for the Forgotten Realms setting, like they were always a big deal. They were, you know, in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, there was the main two thieves, um, you know, so I don't know if it was like because of the time period I grew up reading fantasy. Um, and then the books that people suggested me had a lot of thieves. Uh, and then the thief always became like a hero in one way or another. Um, but I don't know, the River of Thieves really has stuck with me and I, I really enjoyed it. It gave me a lot of ideas for my own book too. Um, I really liked your character, Cord, for instance, like Cord reminds me of my uncle <laughs> so much. Oh no. And, yeah, and like, <laughs> and like not, not like, you know, like he, he would do the things like Cord does, but just like, you know, um, like uh, just like their relationship, especially at the start of the book, um, I just always thought was really cool. Um, when, as I'm reading, I just, it takes me back, uh, to just basically our relationship when I became like a teenager and stuff. So, uh, and I really liked the world building too. I really liked, you know, how you do the magic and things like that. And just the world itself, right off, right when I got to the first 50 pages, it felt very full to me. Um, and I don't know necessarily if it was the, the prose or I really feel like it was just the characters and their perspectives and how they interacted with the world. I felt like you did that really well um, and it's made it really enjoyable. I think I flew through the first 60 pages within like, I don't even know, maybe like 50 minutes, an hour. <laughs> so that had to be one of the quicker reads uh, so far that I've read since the start of the pandemic, to be honest. So yeah, it's been, it's been really good. So anybody out there, go check out River of Thieves. What about Demons, Inc. then, Clayton? I have always thought that one. I'm actually ordering that one today. I just got my uh, uh, Amazon gift card for my birthday. So I'm looking forward to uh, doing a small video for that today. So Awesome. Uh, Demons was, <clears throat> you know, like I said, Demons was a short that, that mm -hmm. uh, kind of blew up into a book. Uh, but... I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I love urban fantasy. I love noir. Yeah. I wanted to kind of take those two things and smash them together. And I wanted to do something with, with urban fantasy that I hadn't been done before because everybody does fairies and elves. And yeah. 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 And Nobody really has ever done, <clears throat> um, you know, possession. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Willful possession at that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's something I kind of wanted to mess around with, but I also wanted to talk about, um, <clears throat> things that are maybe hard for people to talk about uh trauma and abuse and all of that and that was uh how that worked for jack you know his demons are, are intimately linked to that so i just i i gotta i gotta plug this because I, I love the description i'm gonna put um the link for this one too uh this was i think it was really like i love the cover when i saw it but i absolutely love the description i think it was when i first became friends with you on twitter i was like saw it and I was like oh that's really cool and then I clicked on it and once I saw the description on Amazon I was like okay that's the book for me it says Jack Nix is down on his luck demons bound to his flesh his ex's soul in a jar and on his last dime he takes the one job he shouldn't I personally was hooked right there just with those first few descriptive lines of the book um, but yeah I agree urban fantasy for me it's like I, I I love Kevin Hearn I feel like he does Iron Druid Chronicles they're some of my favorite books of all time 
people after that, I'm kind of like, all right, druids are done for me. Vampires are done for me. Um, I like Jim Butcher, obviously, a lot. I like when, you know, he takes something that's somewhat new and puts a new spin on it. I feel like he has a lot of unique characters. And that's how I felt when I read the description about Jack. Uh, I felt like he was another, you know, more unique character for urban fantasy. Because like you were saying, there's, I'm, I'm over the fairies. <laughs> if I have to, you know, sit through 10 more werewolves in the same book, I, I might lose it. So I'm definitely looking forward to ordering that one and, and getting into it. So Yeah, and and there, there are actually three series that kind of help inspire uh, Demon's Inc. too. Um, oh, cool. So uh, Stephen Blackmore's Eric Carter series. Oh, I love, yeah, I love that series. Probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, I actually just saw, oh, my buddy, because I, I think Felix, didn't Felix Ortiz do one of the covers for that? Um, oh, I think book five or six. Um, I've never seen it somewhere, but yeah, I remember seeing uh, Kevin Hearn plugs Steven a lot and he actually I'm really glad because he was the one where um I think it was like book three or four he was plugging for Steven on his Twitter account and I've been following Kevin since I met him probably about eight years ago in Phoenix Arizona and I I was hooked instantly so I went and found a bunch of them um all in the same day actually uh I'm on book two I got stopped but that first one I like flew through so I definitely see what you mean it was very very unique so that's exciting that you said that that's one of them that inspired demons inc so yeah I'm definitely definitely even more excited now about demons inc so so um but uh, yeah the, the the other two are um uh, mr carrie's felix caster series oh yeah 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 and uh daniel jose older's uh, bone street rumba oh nice my actually my, that's funny you said that my buddy who i'm gonna go with right now um he actually was trying to lend me book one for both of those. So I'm actually really glad you said that because I haven't read either of those uh, authors yet and I love urban fantasy. So <laughs> now I'm even more excited. It's gonna be a good day for this guy. I tell you right now. <laughs> All right. Well, that is awesome. And again, like I talked to you before we start recording, um, if you guys uh, have a chance, I tried plugging um, for our first podcast as well. Make sure you go and take a look because Clayton was on with uh, one of his co-authors, uh, Michael R. Fletcher. Uh, they talked about their new novel uh, and it's going to be on Wizards, Warriors, and Words. Um, I believe it was, what do you say, Clayton, maybe like three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, a month now. It was a little bit. At least a month or two. Yeah, it was at least a month or two. Yeah, so make sure you guys go and take a look at that. I'm going to be putting um, the link in there. I'm actually a uh, Patreon for um, that podcast because I love it so much. Uh, and Clayton was on there uh, about a month ago, maybe a little over that. Uh, so I will be putting that link in there as well. And I will let you know the episode. Uh, it was a really good one where Clayton and Mike talked about um, that co-author process. So if you want to just speak a little bit to that, uh, Clayton, I was really curious to really honestly, like, when did you and Mike decide that, you know, you wanted to do, you know, a, a book and co-author it? I kind of was more interested in where that idea came from. Like, did you approach Mike? Did he approach you? Or was that kind of like a common thing? Yeah, no, that, that was, that was all Mike. Uh, okay. <laughs> actually, he messaged me out of the blue and asked, uh, well, he said, he said he had a, uh, had a terrible idea. <laughs> he always does. And then <laughs> ends up being a really good idea. <laughs> So that terrible idea was that we should write a book together and, and I, I don't turn down terrible ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where it started. And I think we spent the better part of two months planning uh, the book and kind of the world around it. And then yeah, yeah. it took off from there. 
So. And how do you say it? I know I always mess it up and then Mike's always like <laughs> waiting for people <laughs> to mess it up. And then he uh, says it correctly. It's a uh, Norelska groans. Norelska groans. Okay. I, you know, and I got to say, I actually really, I think I was one of the few people um, who really, really enjoyed the first cover. Um, not that the second one isn't amazing. I just, I don't know what it was about that first cover. Uh, I felt like it really had the the tone um, and, and the mood, at least from what you guys were saying on uh, the other podcast. Um, I do like, I do really like the new one though, that the color scheme works really well. Uh, it looks really good, but how did you guys decide on that original cover though? I, I just kind of threw something together. <laughs> that, that Here I you go again, Clayton. I think I'm going to start getting getting you to do mine instead of... Uh, <laughs> I, instead and of I, I, I really, it was just hoping that it was thematically close. Um, yeah. Oh you know, it's God. funny. Yeah. It's funny. We talked about uh, the covers um, after we did the, after I did the new one. And, and the consensus seems to have been that people who have read the book really like the first cover and people who have not read the book really enjoy the second cover. So oh, that's funny. That's so funny. we've split, we've actually split it. The hardcovers are still the original cover and oh, all the new book, the paperbacks are, are the new cover. Oh, see, that's good to know. Cause I'm trying to order that one too today. And that's actually really good to know. Cause I actually really, like I said, the, the second cover is it's awesome. It's awesome. But I just, there's something when, you guys first shared that on both your Twitter feeds. And I was just like it, even before reading the description of the novel, I just thought that is perfect. And when I went in and read the description, I'm like, okay, I already knew what the book was about. So I just really liked that first one. So I'm glad you, I don't buy many hardcovers, but I will definitely buy the hardcover for that one. Cause I really enjoyed that cover. And I felt it really sent the tone for the noir and, you know, the kind of uh, like mystery and the kind of world uh, building and setting that you guys were describing. So I really like that one. Yeah, I'd, I would send it, you know, I would kind of put it together in stages. And every time I put it together, uh, another stage, I would send it back to Mike. And his, his, his comment to me was usually blood, more fire, blood. So, <laughs> so the usual, the usual yeah. Mike Fletcher. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Cause like, I would say your covers and then Felix, uh, his covers are my two favorite right now. Uh, in terms of like the indie community. Um, so it's funny. I, I really like to just like, I just thought Demons Inc. was incredible. That to me like opened up like a whole new world. And then when you did the, this one, I just thought, oh, that's really cool. And then when you had the second one, I was like, that's even cooler. So you did the second one too then? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to talk at some point about that. <laughs> uh, both of those are are amazing, um, amazing. Like I, I really wanted to do posters of the first one, especially. Awesome. Yeah, uh, most of most of my cover art is actually uh, stock art from an yeah, artist. Yeah, remember you saying that? Yeah, from an artist named Grand Failure. Ah, uh, okay. At least that's what they go by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Norelsko is a little different. Uh, it was it's more of a composite image. Um, I'm not I'm not really an artist, but I'm fairly decent at throwing things together in Photoshop and making them look cohesive. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, the Norelska covers are more of a just a composite that that I worked on and, until gotcha. they until they looked right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they both look really good, so I I give you credit there. I was trying to do a little bit of that for um, my buddy, my tech guy. We're trying to we just want a, uh, like a very simple banner, uh, and uh, my artist uh, is amazing, uh, but he's really swamped right now. So he just gave me uh, an incredible um, angel warrior. Um, that comes from a, a legend from my world. 
but uh, I'm really excited to get the actual podcast logo from him. So my buddy and I were like, well, let's do what Clayton did and go on to the stock images. So I think we're going to put a little something together for that just to hold yeah. us off in the meantime. So there's, there's some good stuff out there. Yeah. We looked at my old boss at the gaming bar uh, from this past summer was showing me and there were some really cool ones. He's like, if we just take one of these other images and, you know, put a composite over top or whatever, and then just, you know, make one like really like dark green and another one lighter green or teal. He's like, these would look really cool. So yeah, I was glad that you had said that to me because that was like, you and Felix had both said that uh, when I messaged you guys. And I thought that that was a really good idea. Uh, so if nobody's checked out the Adobe stock images yet, please do. Um, I think when we were looking, it was like $10 a month or something like that. And I think you get I think the basic package now after the last couple of weeks has gone up. I think it's, you get 20 images or month or something like that. So that was yeah, you, cool. it's, it's a good bundle. You, yeah, it's, it's more than you can use unless you're yeah. really not a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think my boss has like, he's got like 135 images. He still hasn't used yet. Um, yeah. Just off the basic package. So yeah, that's a, that's a terrific idea. I am going to do a video just so listeners know, I will do a video on that as well. Um, we're just waiting to, see when a good time will be. We have to pick uh, two of the images um, and then we just have to be able to meet up and then we'll put those together. So we'll do another video on that. But yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, just again, take a look at Clayton's books here, see what he's able to do. I think that's a great thing that I didn't know that literally until I talked to you and Felix probably about three weeks ago. I had no idea that, you know, people even did that. And I think that's a much cheaper and you know, you have obviously, you know, done really good covers with it. So that excites me that, you know, I don't have, I'm a fairly decent artist, but way out of practice and I don't do digital art. So when I saw that you guys said, both said that, I was like, that's really cool. So definitely going to have to look about that route. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I was curious, really, um, would you recommend co-authoring a novel and when in a person's career, like I said, like I'm, you know, about to be done with, you know, my first novel probably here within the next like two months or so. Uh, I know Dirk had said that, I, I don't know if Dirk and Mike said that when you were on their uh, episode for Wizard War Wizards, Warriors and Words, but um, I know Dirk said at some point when I was listening that he thought like novel three and four, um, like he would do at least three and then do the fourth one as a co-authored book. What would you think? in terms of like your experience with that process? Yeah, I, I, I'd recommend it with, with a couple caveats. Um, yeah. One being you, you have to check your ego at the door. Yeah. You know, that's, you, you're going to go in, you're, you're working with somebody else. They're going to have their own ideas. They're going to have their own process and they're going to have their own peccadillos just like you do. So you really have to keep that stuff outside because, uh, you know, it's, it's an agreement between the two of you to, to, to put out a piece of art and it's, um, any one of those things, especially ego is going to blow that up. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's probably the first caveat. The other is, is patience. Um, I would, you know, don't set a deadline if you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take as long as it's going to take. Um, and that was, that was pretty much the agreement that, that Mike and I went into it with, uh, and <laughs> shockingly we knocked out the first draft in like two months. Yeah. Remember you said that that's crazy. Like, especially with two people. <laughs> it was super fast. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely the process I, or, or, or at least the, the way I would recommend doing it uh, as far as, as far as when to do it. Yeah. Third or fourth book. Um, once you, once you feel like you're, you're confident enough in, in your own voice and, and um, 
I'm not going to say in, in your writing process because it changes from book to book. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, once once you feel like you're comfortable in your own voice, yeah, third or fourth book is probably good. So. It, yeah, I like how you said that because like I know a lot of people from a lot of podcasts and I just talked to a lot of authors from Twitter and Facebook and stuff and TikTok and that seems to be the consensus is really like, you know, to find just to find your voice even, you know, three, four books. Um, I know a couple of people were even saying like they had trouble to five to seven, you know, depending on, you know, who they were and what their, you know, what their process was, you know, the characters they were writing. I know um, I was trying to think of, I listened to a podcast the other day and one of the authors was saying that like, he didn't find his voice for probably like eight or nine books, but his series went on for at least 16 um, for indie publishing. And I thought that was pretty crazy. And now I know that person, I can't, I'm blanking on who it was, but I know that for a fact that they have over 50 books now. Um, And I thought that was interesting that, you know, that that's what they had said, but they said, you know, it just took them a little bit while longer. And once they had gotten a different set of characters, because now I know that series like flips um, from what they were saying, it seemed like it kind of fit in a place a little bit more. So I like how you mentioned that. Um, Let's see here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's tricky too, because when you're starting out, a lot of times what you're doing is, is aping other, other, other writers work. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're, you're, you read Stephen King. So you're going to write like Stephen King or you read Mark Lawrence. So that's how you're going to try to write. And it's, 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 it, it takes a few books before you really get the hang of, yeah. well, this is what I sound like. This is, the, you know, this is the, the pattern of my prose. And this is how I want to see a thing. Yeah. So. And I think that's a great way to put it. Like I, like that's, I think that's what I struggle with. Cause I'm like, this is how I want it to sound. And it doesn't sound that way. And I think that's where I'm personally, I know a lot of people are in this situation too, right now um, that I'm talking to on Twitter you know, where you're trying to go to draft two. Um, and Dirk actually just said it on the last episode with, uh, I think it was episode two with Anthony Ryan just recently. Um, I think it was the one they released last week and I was listening and he just put it in a really good way. And he's like, you know, it just takes you a while to, you know, for everything to fit. And he's like, once you stop trying to sound like those other people and just figure out your voice, he said, it might take you, you know, five or six drafts. And then, you know, just for the first novel to somewhat get it. And I thought, you know what? I thought I'm going to go back through draft two and actually just write instead of trying to sound like, you know, whoever, I'm just going to try and just write. So I think that's a, a really good point you make is just trying to find it. And, but Dirk was like, all you can do. And Mike said the same thing is just write. So yeah. you know, that's my goal for, <laughs> for tomorrow is just to say, screw draft two. We're just going to just write the story and, try and go from there so yeah the biggest thing for any new writer is just to get out of their own way yep just, you know, Ooh, i like that so i think i'm a steamroller i think i <laughs> you know what i mean i i'm in my way and then i go back over it again and then i'm like oh sorry and then i go forward again <laughs> i just go back and forth but yep. my friend made a good point the other day he's like at least you haven't quit yet i said that's true <laughs> that's <Yeah>. true <laughs> <laughs> He goes, you finally finished a, you know, a product and I finished a lot of short things. So this finishing a, you know, I think it was like almost 75,000 word, you know, draft. He's like, that's something he's like, now you just have to get up to the next ledge. And I was like, I'm so physically and, you know, emotionally and spiritually tired from doing that. And I've taken a lot of breaks recently to try and, you know, kind of get yeah. my bearings back, so to speak. But yeah, you get, I mean, yeah, you got to recharge. Yeah. So. I will, I, I'll finish a book and I'll take about six weeks off usually. 
So. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I, I like how you how you guys are saying that now. So, you know, I feel like um, for I don't know what it is, but particularly male authors, I have found listening for podcasts for probably about four years now on writing that many male authors for some reason just don't talk about that. And for some reason, just the last couple of like over the last year or two, um, really since the pandemic, like a lot of male authors have said that. And for me, it's interesting because a lot of female authors have said that for a long time. So I don't know if it's just people weren't taking, you know, guys weren't taking breaks or if, you know, we just weren't talking about it, but. Or it's, it's yeah, it's, it's just a guy thing, you know, you don't. And that's what I'm thinking is maybe it's just a guy thing. Like I can't show, <laughs> I can't show weakness. My you know, characters in my book don't show weakness. Neither can I as a writer, but yeah, it's funny. Um, okay. So we covered a couple of these, which is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So in terms of these last couple of questions, so what's your favorite Stephen King book? I always love to ask people this. Oh, man. Uh, Can you pick one? It's hard to pick one. But if you could, like if you had to take one to a desert island, we played this game with my writing crew the other day. If you had to take one book to a desert island, and that's the only book you read for the rest of your life on that island, which Stephen King book would it be? Oh, boy, that's very hard. Because uh, <laughs> I, I can't even think of all. He's got like 50-some books, right? So yeah, yeah. My friend and I were both just talking about that because he said Stephen King. So we're like, well, what if you got to pick an author? Like the shelf was there, you know, and the ship's going down you just had to pick one like so put in a water covered you know thing <laughs> right <laughs> uh, uh so i think if it's short stories it's probably going to be skeleton crew oh that's a good one but if it's novels i'm going to go between either salem's lot or the very first dark tower yeah i so why why would you pick those two well salem's lot i think has the best it's it's his it's his best work in terms of both uh, emotional beats and ending. Yeah, yeah. King really has a problem with endings, um, and he also has a problem with with bloat. And, and Salem's Lot kind of hits every note perfectly for for me. The length is right, the ending is right, the the emotional beats are just right, the characters are well built. The horror is is this just slow build dread until everything explodes. Yeah, um, I just I love that book so much uh, the way it's built. And the Dark Tower is just the very first Dark Tower book is just unlike anything else that's really out. There. Oh yeah. Um, and I think in terms of creativity and, and originality, that's that would be the reason I grab that one. Yeah. It's funny they say about Salem's Lot. My friend, we're we're. At school, we were talking about, uh, you know, introducing ourselves and my co-teacher, Shawshank Redemption, is his favorite movie. And we were talking about it, and I, one of the kids like, I've never seen it. I'm like, it's a perfect movie. Like, you know, at least for me, from start to finish and, you know, you feel so uplifted. And I feel like Salem's Lot is personally uh, is a perfect book because, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this on a lot of different podcasts, just for the same reasons that you just said. And for a lot of people, it really just hits all of those benchmarks uh, you know, for what a great, you know, novel should be, let alone in that genre. So it's yeah. very interesting to me that you said that because we just, I've had that talk like three times recently uh, with <laughs> Salem's Lot. So it actually makes me want to go back and reread uh, Salem's Lot because it's been a long time for me and it and a couple others. I feel like he's a, he's a master of his craft. And, <laughs> but there were some that I was disappointed with, like for the reasons that you said, I'm a big ending guy. And if the ending is lackluster it kind of ruins the book for me a little bit because i did all that work so well, i i will say i haven't read billy summers yet and i am oh, okay. 
I am actually excited to read Billy Summers. Um, I haven't read that one either. Yeah. It, it just released a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. Oh, I thought I got that. Yeah. Okay. That's the one. My buddy actually picked that up like instantly. <laughs> I think he's already done. <laughs> I'll have to check with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I, 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 haven't, I haven't been able to get through too many of his newer books, but this one really kind of excited me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. It definitely sounds really good from the description. Yeah. I just think it's so funny because I go into Goodreads, you know, I was actually, it's funny because you said that because I was updating River of Thieves the other day and I literally see him like, you know, he's like, I'm on this page. I'm on this page. I mean, he's been flying through it. So <laughs> I don't even know where he got a copy. I don't know if he got like an advanced reader copy or something or what. Oh, yeah, that's why I thought it was out for a while. I thought it was like earlier in the summer or something like that. I was like, dang, he's like flying through it. But he's a Stephen King fanatic. He's got like all of them signed and stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got his Dark Tower signed from somewhere. I mean, the thing's gorgeous. And here I am with my $3.50, you know, it's really old and <laughs> it's frayed and you can barely <laughs> tell what the cover is. But yeah, I love the Dark Tower. We were just talking about that in class. A kid asked me about it and we were talking about the movie and I said, well, first of all, your just elbow was amazing. And I felt Matthew McConaughey did a really good job, but they just, I knew they were going to butcher it and they did. So yeah. I think they should do it personally. I think they should do it as a TV show. Um, I'm hoping that wheel of time and a couple of those just do better, you know, than some of the previous ones. So we can hopefully, you know, it is a really, really interesting book. Like you were saying, like I, when I read it, I read it actually two years ago. And I actually remember, cause it was around the fall and I just went in and I was like, well, I haven't read Stephen King in a long time. And my friends kept talking about it and talking about it. And I picked it up. I had to have been done the next day with it. I don't think I got home to about seven 30 from, from school and sports, you know, and I like was dragging the next day, but I mean, I, I loved it. And I started reading the second one and I don't know what it was. It just didn't hit me as well as the first. I should probably go back again. But yeah, that first one was incredible. I think the series dropped off for me about six. Oh, okay. Uh, See, that's what a lot of people say. So yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to get in more. And just in like, now I'm like looking more for world building, I guess. Um, before I was like really into characters a couple years ago. Now, for some reason, like that's just, I just want to read world building. So that's where your book, you know, River of Thieves, I just really liked the feel. And I, again, I liked how quick, I felt your world and I felt like I was right there, you know, beside court and those guys like right off the bat. And I felt like you didn't do, you know, a lot of those mistakes that we talk about for world building. I just felt like it was just, I was in, you know, like star Wars with hyperspace. I was instantly just in your world over their shoulder, you know, trying to get in the boat or escape from somebody, <laughs> you know, right. all those things like right off the bat. So uh, and just the last one I have here is just basically, what do you have on the horizon or what would you like to, to promote? Uh, obviously, Norisco Groans, um, you know, I'll put that in uh, the YouTube description um, and then we'll plug it in for the Spotify um, RSS feed, which will actually go up tomorrow. Um, and okay. then, yeah, so we were, we were held up a little bit. I don't know exactly uh, what was going on. It wasn't converting right or something. So we got it figured out yesterday. So um we're going to put the, the channel up tomorrow, just so you know, for Spotify, for everybody. Um, and then this is going to go on YouTube actually uh, Monday morning. Um, but what else would you like to promote? We talked about River of Thieves, Demons, Inc. I'll put those in there because those are just some of my personal favorites. Uh, Norisco Groans. Uh, anything else that you're working on or want to promote or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I just I just finished a novel. Um, oh, cool. I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> See what happens <laughs> I'm off Twitter for like two weeks. <laughs> 
I, I haven't really talked about it too much yet. It's in edits right now, so it's oh, cool. it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one. Oh wow! Um, probably around one hundred twenty five thousand, I think. Oh wow! Okay. By the time by the time the edits are done, we're probably I'll probably be pushing that. Um, so that's that's uh, it's titled "The Liar." Um, just tentatively right now, it's about it's it's a cross between cyberpunk and fantasy. Oh, that's cool. It's uh it's about a guy who's spent his life uh basically conning other people um and gets drafted into the local military and and everything that follows from there and i, I kind of wanted to, what i wanted to do was a mashup of of the rock and <laughs> cyberpunk oh that's cool it's, it's kind of like yeah all that in one boat but it, it needs work it's still it's like i said it's in edits right now and it's it's gonna i'm sure i'm gonna add another right i think when i ended i was around eighty thousand or eighty five thousand words and it's i'm probably gonna stuff a whole bunch more in there yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um you know you you had you had mentioned world building i i had wanted to uh recommend obviously fletcher's work is is oh yeah strong in world building um if you haven't read it gareth hanrahan's gutter prayer oh actually um i have that one ordered actually actually no i just got that one on kindle actually the other day the world building and the ideas in those books are just flat out brilliant um it's in it's effortless the way the way he builds it yeah um you know i'd say zlozny oh yeah by Rogers Lozny, the, the the Amber series is, is yeah, yeah. I got those uh, used actually a couple months ago. Uh, I think the first the first Chronicles of Amber are some of still some of my favorite books. Um, but yeah, that's that's you know if you're if you're ever looking for more world building stuff to read. And you, oh yeah, know. always always, and I feel like a lot of people are you know because we we talk about world building on podcasts and things and. You know, I actually want to do one one day. I would love to do one with you, Fletcher, Dirk, uh, and and Rob, and have people just comment to us what they want us to do, and then literally just build the world from the comments. Like in that podcast, I saw somebody do that kind of lightly one day, and I thought it was so cool. And I thought, how cool would that be to get different authors together who have amazing world building? and to just give them those and then by the end come up with this awesome world um it's gonna be it's like it's like a podcast dream of mine so (laughs) i definitely think it'd be a really cool really cool episode and then that way people you know can actually get real examples because we always talk about it but very rarely do you know do we actually see the process um you know take like take place and i think taking that and kind of dissecting it a little bit more and giving concrete examples i'm a teacher so that's just that's teaching just in general and i think that people would eat it up personally so oh and i I did want to plug two more books yeah Um, go right ahead uh angela board's fortune's full okay um just uh, again because the world building in that is incredible it puts you cool it it puts you directly in this world that is uh kind of a parallel to uh renaissance italy oh cool it's it's just just done so well and uh crystal matar's legacy the white whitewash it's just it's just a brilliant book all around. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that's been making the rounds a lot. I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to checking that out. Yeah. Cool. Well, I really appreciate it. You gave me a lot to add to. I have a huge Amazon gift card to use right now and one from a local bookshop too. So I'm going to be doing some shopping tomorrow on my day off. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. All right. Well, 
uh, like I said, I'll be putting this up on Spotify. Um, he told me just to wait until Monday. So we're going to wait now from now on the Spotify uh, new episode. I'll be starting the channel tomorrow. Our episode will be on there Monday. Um, he said probably afternoon and then we'll be putting the YouTube up right away uh, for today on Monday morning, actually. So uh, if there's any links or anything like that you want to send me, uh, feel free. I'll plug them all on Twitter, uh, the Facebook. I started a new group just for the podcast, just so you know, different people can talk and plug things. And I'll put anything else that you'd like in the YouTube comment section. That way our listeners can go right in and, and find your products. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Well, I look forward to talking to you again on Twitter and things like that, Clayton. Hopefully we can get you back uh, when you're done with that next novel. It sounds really awesome. And I'm already going to put myself down for a pre-order. So I'm excited to hear that. Awesome. All right, my friend, you have a good rest of the day and I'll talk to you later. You too. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks. Yep. Bye, Clayton.